even right there, she was talking. God already gave me a sermon. Us preachers were always looking for messages. And if there's ever been a message that I should speak, God's up to something here tonight. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can, because I'm the kind of guy, I'm always looking for confirmation. Boy, have I gotten it so far. Uh, but uh, 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 even then, I got a, a sermon that I want to work on. Destruction, construction, instruction. That's three points right there. How many of you were, we were in destruction before? Remember that? Uh, we were all destroyed. But then we got constructed, but that's not enough. Now we got to get instructed. So that's how you can stay where God wants us to be. Two portions of Scripture. She used the word hungry. That's part of my title. Hungry hunter. We're going to be dealing with Esau, who was a hunter and hungry for the wrong things. Didn't care about Vetti. Cared more about Letti. <laughs> we'll find that out. And you know, I was thinking, what are we going to do when we, when we have to change? You know what? We're going to have to change the name again. Those of you that have been here a while, we're always changing Volby, Vossum, you know, because in four years we're going to become a bona fide college. We're going to take the eye out. The institute's going to be out. We're going to be a bona fide college. And there's a very, very distinct possibility Josie may have the opportunity to graduate, well, maybe a little before, with her daughter. Because we are going to be able to receive Azusa Pacific certified uh, 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 diplomas. That's who we're tied into. And uh, I don't, when my daughter was there, we didn't really know that that was, you know, that didn't really prompt us to do that, but God knows. And so my daughter should be getting her diploma, her degree in four years. I think Josie's going to do it a little sooner. Uh, but she is, that's what she's striving for, to get her degree. And if, you know, if mom can do it, we can say pop can do it. Uh, let's uh, turn over here to, <coughs> I already got mine. <laughs> I graduated from an institute. L-A-B-I. Okay, Genesis 25, and then Hebrews 12. We're going to look at the life of Esau. And I'm going to do it, tell you the truth, the way I feel. I sense God doing this. Down-home style. And I'll tell you why down-home. Because when I was in the home, some of you have heard my stories, we would, get, we would start chapel at 10 o'clock. Sometimes we would not be done until 2.30. Guess what I'm trying to tell you? It's not a short sermon. But it's, I believe it's God. I believe God wants us. She used the word discipline. Did you hear that word? I heard it. Of course, I was looking for it. But that's why we get discipline in our lives. It's not easy to go through the home. Uh, You've got to be disciplined. I mean, I went from being a hungry hunter like Esau one day. You know, getting up whenever my body told me to. The next day, they come and they wake me up. It's 5.30. Brother, you got to get up. I went from the worst to, you know, top, top-notch kind of material in the home. Because God produces top-notch kind of material out of the homes. And in churches as well, in churches as well. All right. Genesis 25, beginning in verse 27. It says there, the boys grew up, and Esau became a skillful what? A man of the open country. In other words, in Spanish, it's a word my mother used on certain people called callejeros. That was on me. Anybody ever heard that word in Spanish, callejeros? Since we're going to be down home style, what does that equate to? What does that mean? In, in, well, give me a good word. 
Street person? Thug. But somebody's always out there. Loser. My mother used to tell me, Esteban, comes como se vas a correr. And that's the way I eat. If you ever watch me eat, sometimes I still eat like that. I eat like if I have one foot over here and one ready to go. Ay, ay, ay. Sit down. Today, don't eat spiritually like a callejero. Sit down. Hallelujah. God wants to talk to us. Are you ready? My Lord, this is orchestrated by the Lord. Open country. Well, Jacob was a quiet man, staying among the tents. In other words, he hung out with mama. It was sort of like a mama's boy. Nothing wrong with being a mama's boy, especially when you have a great mama. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, he loved Esau. But Rebekah, the mother, loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, because he could cook, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, give me some of that menudo. I'm famished. It's called red stew. To the sister. That is why he is also called Edom. Why? He liked to eat them up big. <laughs> Jacob replied, first sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die, Esau said. What an, an evangelist you could have made, huh? What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread, some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and went his way. Doesn't it say there in King James? He, got, he ate, he drank, got up, and went his way. Doesn't it say that? So Esau despised his birthright. Now look at, turn with me now, please, to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 and 17. Got it? See that no man is sexually immoral or is godless or profane, the King James says. Like who? Who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, afterwards, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. He wanted to repent, but he couldn't. Father, I pray for us to be able to receive your word, as Pastor Al often prays with clarity, distinction, Lord God. Let me proclaim it as such as well. Let us be open. For your word, we ask it in your name. Everybody together said? You may be seated. In Genesis 25, verse 34, the last verse that we went, read there, it says about pertaining to Esau. He went his way. You could, in a sense, put the word out right after the word way. What word could you put there? I'm giving you a study tonight. Out. He went his way out. And we're gonna, I'm going to tell you a little bit later why we could interject that word. Out. Okay, I'm going to explain it later. Now, Esau was a type of individual that, if he was alive today, 
during our day and era. He would be the fit, physical kind of type of individual. He's the kind of guy that he could enter into a room or, or someplace and he would instantly be noticed. He had a certain strut about him in the physical. You know? Ever seen that strut some of you? Uh, you ever had anybody that maybe you weren't involved in drugs or gang, whatever, but maybe they, and they come out of the joint or something? Ah, uh, uh, who does he think he is? We say that uh, because he thinks he's something. <laughs> That's the way Esau was. Okay, he had that hundred kind of an impression on people. Esau was very gifted and very dynamic when it came to physical courage and physical daring. The physical, and we talk, we've been studying about the physical. Uh, that's, that's, that's the least on the totem pole when it comes to greatness. But us, we put it as the best. Michael Jordan, boy, he can strut his stuff in your face. And we think he's the greatest. No, he's not. He's the least in the totem pole when it comes to the greatness in the eyes of God. And we've been studying that. But morally, Esau couldn't blow out a candle, morally. Physically, he was okay. More than okay. Physically, he was very daring. He was unafraid, very courageous. He was a, a bulldog, a pet bull, a leader of the pack. When it comes to danger, he was a Texas Ranger. He was right there. Yeah, let's go get him. Dun, 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 dun. That's the kind of man he was. Uh, Esau, when you study Scripture, you could identify him also as a, as a generous man with a big, warm heart. Uh, see, men like this can often do they get mad and angry real quick, but they're also very quick to make up. Forgive and forget. That's the kind of man he was. You ever seen those guys? They, they get mad. Yeah! Oh, I'm sorry. Whew, mad is heavy. If, if a guy marries a girl that's not like that, really exists a long time, or vice versa. And when it blows up all the time, and, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the kind of guy he was. Uh, he blew up. But then let bygones be bygones. Quick to make up the kind of man that he was. In other words, Esau was not one to, you know, go out really looking for trouble. He wasn't. He was a warm-hearted kind of guy. But when trouble came his way, he wouldn't run from it. Uh, he said, hey, okay, all right, I didn't want to fight, but if you wanted to, you wanted to do it, hey, hey, I ain't going nowhere. Ah, uh, it's the kind of man he was. Are you with me? I'm setting stuff up here. Um. Uh, I mean, in other words, he spent his time not looking for trouble, but he would welcome it if it came. When push came to a shove, uh, we could see what he was made of. Outwardly, I'm talking about the physical outwardly. See, most people will inappropriately laud and applaud people like this. Man, he's my kind of guy. He ain't afraid of nobody. Uh, wow. Uh, I like to hang around with, with him, man, because he don't back down from nobody. But when we study his life, his real life within the scripture, his inner man, his inner character of who Esau really was, we will see that, that the applause was very inappropriate and undeserved. In other words, he really shouldn't be what I was talking about today and last Sunday. He shouldn't be, you know, one of the heroic figures. But men have a tendency to do that. Put people like Esau up on a pedestal. See, Esau and the Esau of today, they receive much, too much undue respect. They do. 
If you are and I or anyone else, that if we think that a Dennis Rodman should be elevated in our society as examples, then we don't know, okay, or, 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 or care about what the Bible says. Dennis Rodman should not be an example, but a lot of people are, oh, man, he's got money. Uh, ooh. I forgot his name of his girlfriend, but he's got a, oh, a girlfriend. Uh, how about the other guy? The, the bread guy. Langendorf, is that his name from Sacramento? Weber, I'm just kidding. So, uh, he's got a real girlfriend. Oh, yeah. oh, girlfriend got it going on. She was, she was Weber. Weber's bread. Uh, see, the world has more than a tendency to make heroes out of brawny physical type of people. Broadway Joe. Uh, Hulk Hogan for president. Uh, Jesse Ventura for vice president. What a ticket. A ticket to ride. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Uh, man. See, they tend to, to look at and concentrate on the physical part, but they neglect the good part, uh, the important part, the spiritual. Check out just about any movie, and any and all heroes will be the, of irreligious nature. They will. Oh. And let me just tell you, right now we've been praying about and, and you know, that, that someday God would raise up Christian movies. Good with, 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 I mean, my daughter's favorite movie is called uh, A Walk to Remember. But it hit number one in America the week that it came out. Christian. The girl that was, that was the star, she wasn't a Christian when she made the movie, but she got saved. She's a Christian now through that movie. Uh, but by and large, most of our heroes are irreligious. But in reality, in God's reality, and in our real world, a Jacob is much more desirable than an Esau who sells out his birthright for a pot of beans. Now, here's the scene. Okay, now I read it to you in Genesis 25. But here's the scene. Esau, he comes home after a hard day's hunt. That's why I call him the hungry hunter. He's been out hunting. Hungry as an ape. Stay with me now. Hungry as a what? Hungry as a dog. As a lion, as a cow, any animal will do. You could put a name of any animal and it'll do. Hungry is a, any animal. That's the way he comes home. See, anyway, Esau's animal appetite, it kicks in and into full gear. As he gets home, the, the odor and the smell of Jacob's lentils, his beans, goes to his head. Then into his empty stomach. Oh, my brother can cook and I'm hungry. Uh, see, all his animal instincts tell him that he must have those beans at once. That's the way the flesh is. Uh, let me tell you something. I was listening to a sermon on the way down here. And I agree with this guy. He says, listen, sometimes don't even fight the flesh. You can't fight the flesh. It'll beat you. He says, feed your spirit. Feed your spirit. Just get stronger and stronger uh, in the Word of God. Feed, that's why church is so important. Feed your spirit. See, when Jacob sees the predicament that his brother comes in, 
uh, he's put himself in. Jacob decides to take full advantage uh, of the situation. See, Jacob had heard his older brother speak loosely and demeaningly about his birthright. Jacob knew my brother don't care about the spiritual. And he wanted that birthright. He wanted the, the older son's birthright, which had all kinds of blessings to it. That's what we want. We want God's spiritual blessings in our lives. Or we should want it. Uh, so here and now, Jacob seizes the moment and the opportunity to win over that birthright from his older brother. Uh, that's how low uh, a value Esau had on his birthright. In comparing it and selling it for a pot of beans. That's all it was worth. His inheritance. That's why when you come into the house of God, listen, be open and be ready. Don't, don't just, oh man, there's another service. No, no, no. Value the things of God. Work out your own salvation, the Bible says, with fear and trembling. Ah, oh, I want the best for myself and my family. Uh, don't sell out for a pot of beans. So Esau, he quickly satisfies his body's desire. He wipes his mouth. He yawns. He looks around. He gets up. Then methodically struts out, walks out of the room. Again, Genesis 25, 34 says, And he did eat and drink and rise. He rose up, went his way. Thus did Esau despise his birthright. He ate, he drank, and he went his way. Esau's entire life, his entire biography can pretty much be summed up in that one sentence. That was it. He came, he sat down, he ate, he wiped his mouth, and he went out his way. That's his entire biography. Uh, in one sentence. If he wanted to, to put Esau's life into a drama, into a movie, or into a play, it would be all so simple, so easy. Matter of fact, this is about the fourth sermon I have put together regarding this guy's life. I have one sermon called Esau the Seesaw, then another one called Easy E. Because he was easy. And I've used the analogy, I don't have it in here in my notes, but I'm going to take my time and edit it a little bit. I've used the analogy of how Esau and Jacob could be compared to the United States versus Mexico. Remember that? Uh, have you ever tried to get into Mexico? It's easy. It's easy to get into Mexico. Bringeth your money as your mula, mula, mula. Because it's easy. No borders, no boundaries, by and large. But have you ever tried to get back to the United States? And you got to catch a plane? <sighs> no, I don't want to buy that. Wait, 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 wait. No, I don't want to buy that either. It could take hours because we value our borders. Uh, that's the way it was with Jacob and Esau. See, all we would need if we were going to have a movie about Esau's life are only two articles for his life, his drama. Uh, a bowl of beans and a doormat. That's, that's his life. Just a bowl of beans. As a matter of fact, an empty bowl. Because the guy could eat. Uh, an empty bowl and a doormat. Because he went out. He, was, he went out. He went on his way. Out of the house. Despite his birthright. And it would not take a genius 
nor an Academy Award nominee to play the part of Esau. Uh, any trained monkey would do. Even a pig. Even my dog King could do it. King could play his part, Stephen. Because the Bible says he was an animal. Any animal will do. Come on, you want to play the part? Get in. Um, and my dog can eat and clean up bowls. And I'm not going to say what he uses doormats for. <laughs> Let's go on. Ah, uh, we know. I, King. Matter of fact, King would probably be overqualified to play his role. But really, any animal who could eat and walk and die would do to play the part of Esau. He ate, he drank, and he went his way. See, life, real quality life, it meant very little to Esau. Should we do the life of Moses, if we'd make that into a movie or a play, it would take many number of things to get that drama together. Should we ask Moses, Moses, what did your life mean? What did your life accomplish? He could point us to a whole nation. Should we ask the Apostle Paul, Paul, uh, what did your life mean? He could point us to nations and to churches that he planted. Should we ask Pastor Sonny, what did your life mean? He could say, listen, I, we planted this church. We planted that church. Victory Outreach Hayward, what did your life mean? We planted churches. We grew a church. We did all kinds of stuff. That's the kind of life we want to live. Mm, but not for Esau. Uh, not for Esau. Not at all. When we ask Esau that question, all he could point us to would be an empty bowl. And a doormat. Hey, you'll say, he could tell us. When I began, this bowl was full. But look what I've done. Finish my bowl. Uh, now, if you, if you can excuse me, i got to go my way. What a sad excuse for a human being. Really. A human animal is what he was. So, now, I'm going to ask. What was... The key and the secret to Esau's failure. How did he fail? And why did he fail? Uh, he did not fail because uh, he, he was mean or cruel. No. We've already established that he was a pretty generous man. He didn't fail because of that. He was a pretty good guy. He'd stick up for certain things, actions. You're going to have to fight me to get through this little guy, man. Uh, and I, I've, I've seen guys like that. They're, 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 they're commendable. Uh, they'll, they'll take care. I mean, you see it in jail or prison. You see a young guy coming in. And, no, 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 no. Hey, you, 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 leave him alone, eh? That's the kind of guy. Pretty generous. Had a good heart. Uh, see, the reason for his failure can be found in Hebrews 12, 16. The two words, sensual and profane. We're going to cover those two words here today. Because he was sensual and he was profane. Now, first, Esau failed. Because he was a sensualist. Immoral. That's what the word says. He was immoral. The Revised Standard Version says. Esau was a slave to the sensual. This thing had him controlled. And I've told you before. God has designed this body for us to use. Not for this to use us. God gave us this body for us to, to control it and, 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 and to utilize it. Ah, but many times it controls us. That's why, listen to me, that's why we fast on Mondays, if you, just in case you forgot. Every Monday till dinner time, we fast. We refrain from food. 
I know this is difficult sometimes because it can be like, for me, I live, you know, wow. But hey, every Monday, I know, I got to do that. And should I be doing something else? I'll, I'll, I'll take Thursday. I'll take, I'll take some other day. But it's important that we, we learn to put this flesh under subjection. That usually this flesh tells us what to do. Oh. We're not going to go to church tonight. Huh? The Raider game. And we listen to this. Ah, ay, ay, ay. Raiders were already losing anyways. Uh, but we're a slave to the sensual. That's the way he was. Esau lived his life solely and totally in the realm of the physical and the visible, the five senses. He had zero appetite and appreciation for the spiritual, for the supernatural. He's the kind of guy that if he heard somebody speaking in tongues, he'd go, oh, God, look at, look at those. By the way, we're Pentecostal. We speak in tongues. Uh, but if he, oh, those hallelujahs, he'd give us a name in a hot second. Uh, but I'll tell you something. Men like that, when they have families and their children are on their deathbed, who are they going to call? Hallelujahs and know how to pray. Pastor Steve, could you guys pray for me? Uh, they know where to come. But in the beginning, the answer, there are, you know, uh, the hallelujahs. They have zero value for the supernatural. And thank God for the supernatural. Thank God we can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. Uh, thank God for speaking in tongues. Because that, that language allows us and affords us the opportunity to speak to God. And nobody else can understand but God and you. The Holy Ghost inside of you. That guy would have said, ooh, those, those, they're freaky people. Jesus freaks. Oh, my God. See, Esau, by and large, he lived his life where animals hang out. Esau had no understanding or need for the hereafter. His whole life consisted only uh, for the here and now. 2 Corinthians 6.16 tells us that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 6.16. But he, he didn't care about that. Uh, Esau did not look at his life as being the temple for Almighty God to dwell in or to, to use us. He could care less of exampleship. He saw his body as being his period. And I would dare say, you know, Dennis Rodman, and let's pray for him. Let's ask for him tomorrow too. He, ah, but I would dare say he's like a prime example of this. He thinks he's all, you know, earrings everywhere. Uh, Carmen something. I think he's, you know, uh, he could care less. But it's going to be great when the Holy Spirit lives inside of him. His body becomes a temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh, see, Esau, he saw his body as being his, and that was it. Uh, it's my life. It's my body. Leave me alone. I'll do it as I please. See, that irreverent, irreligious, immoral belief has gotten many a number of people hooked on drugs and sex and alcohol. Vice after vice. Thus, my friend, a person of this mindset, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we might die, is nothing more than a sensualist, an animal, like Esau was. They have zero thought for the hereafter, for the eternal, for the things of God. That's why, and I wrote it right down here, my wife said this too, it goes right along with the message. I have a saying, 
To know God, how many remember the saint? How many remember it? It's to know better. But when you don't know God, you could care less. You don't give a no Yeah, it's my life, man. Get out of my way. I'm young. And I, you know, hey, it's all right, you know. I bury young people. But to know God is to know better. That's why I've told you before, my life, you know, to walk down the street with a bottle of rain ale in a small town where everybody knows you. Ah, uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. But now, to know God is to know better. I get a ticket and my heart starts pounding. Now I'm going to be saying, Cindy called Bossy, who's involved in, oh my God, we got to, honey, honey, I need some money, honey. Uh, I got to pay my ticket. I don't want to go to jail now. I like it out of here. Uh, man, uh, I like eating La, at La Pineda. And La Pineda likes me. Uh, I, I taste the burritos, they taste good. Mm. But this guy was essential. He, he didn't care. He didn't know God. Then the Bible calls Esau profane. This is a heavy word. I'm going to give it to you in the Greek, okay? Profane. He was a sensual, sensualist. Then he was also a profane person. Now, it doesn't mean that he swore a lot. No. Uh, that he had no holy place is really what it means. Okay? But it doesn't mean that he profane. He was always cussing. No. The word pro means... In front of, pro, pro, a pronoun, professor, in front of, that's what it means. It means before. And the word fain means temple, temple, all right? So what it's trying to say is Esau lived in front or outside the temple. That's where he lived. He was a profane person. He didn't live inside the temple. He didn't want nobody. You're calling me, I'm not a Christian, eh? He didn't want to even be called a Christian. In other words, Esau lived his life outside the things of God. His life was outside. It was unfenced, if you will, in the Greek. His life had no walls, had no high fences from which to keep and guard his convictions. He could care less about his convictions. But we need to guard our heart for out of it are the issues of life. We need fences around our hearts to keep in our convictions, our principles. But this guy had no morals, no principles. Nothing to keep in the good stuff. All he had was a doormat. He could come out anytime he wanted. Esau didn't need any fences or walls to protect his convictions because he had none. Without any fences, he was living outside the holy. Uh, he was free to live carefree and a careless life. That's what kind of a life. He lived a careless, carefree life. Um, so kind of an individual that he wanted to be. Without morals. No self-control. Esau had no iron gates to let in his principles and to protect them. Thus, anything and anybody could come out where Esau was and trample all over his life. Let me say that again. The way he lived his life, he allowed for anybody to come out where he was and trample on his life, including Satan. 
Anybody could come out and trample on his life. He didn't care. Uh, he had very little values. Profane. That's what it's talking about. Uh, see, the doormat represents, the doormat, what I said in the beginning of the sermon, that he ate and he drank and he went out. That's what it represents. He didn't go or come in at all. Uh, he went away. He went out. Outside the temple. That's where Esau's live. Every one of them. A life without fences. A life without boundaries. Careless. See, by being sensual and profane, Esau had no appreciation for, listen to this, for improvement and growth in his life. He was satisfied with where he was and what he was. Ooh. That's why Lenny went, because mm, that's, that's the brunt of the sermon right there. He didn't care. He, anybody could come. He didn't want to change or improve. Listen, guys, if you're going to make it, you're going to want to change and stay changed and continue to change. I know what I'm telling you. I know what it takes to make it out here. And you guys know it too. You got to be open and, and want to grow, want to evolve. Uh, I want to have the best marriage. This side of the Pecos and that side of the Pecos. You got to want that. Because uh, Esau didn't. He had a careless kind of an attitude. Which meant he didn't even want to grow. Vetti didn't mean nothing to them. John Maxwell, listen, don't be satisfied to stay where you're at. You become an animal when you do. Uh, why do you think my wife was trying to give you a wake-up call over here? Get involved in, in, in Vobi. Get involved in Vet. Get involved in that. Because if not, you're going to stay stagnant. You're in danger. Evolve. Grow. And that's why $55. And Anthony makes it sound so good. And you get free lunch. Yeah, right. That is a plus, by the way. Uh, it is a plus. Those of you that take that class, man, man, let's get our stinking thinking out of that. This is one of the, we're going to have three of the greatest teachers on this planet teaching us. Uh, wow. Because we want to grow. Like I said, it's only money. Money will come and go. But not, so will this class. And we want to be there. So very important. Mm. All Esau did was clean bowls. That was his life. He had no goals or dreams or visions in his life. No visions. His goal was to clean a bowl. Period. No visions or dreams. People like Esau, they have no vision. They will not allow the future to interfere with their bowl of beans, their present. Uh, hey, leave me alone, man. I'm all right. Leave me alone. I'm okay. And in a sense, I'm preaching to myself on some of these things. Uh, because, I, you know, hey, yes, I'm a pastor. But I got to keep growing. Look at my wife. If she's willing to keep growing, how about us? Uh, but I'll tell you something. Some of us, we don't want We don't. Oh, no, no, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Maybe you should take this. No, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. Maybe you should go. No, 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 no. Maybe we need some counseling. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, they don't want to grow. He, all he was concerned about was the present. 
We should thank God that we belong to a ministry that has a heavy purpose and a heavy vision. See, we need to value the fact that God has given us the mission to reach treasures out of darkness. What a goal Victory Outreach has. Um, to take the gospel to the four corners of the earth. And you know very much as good and well as I do, we're doing that and we're going to continue to do that. This is not your ordinary church. This is a church with a vision and a mission. Uh, you're able to see it unfold before your very eyes. Wasn't it sad in a sense to, to see da Denise leave? But, but God, he had to go. But nevertheless, that's where your money's reaching, people like that. And it would be worth it just for him, but there's plenty more. There's plenty more uh, where you're able to go and blow your soul, hallelujah, and have a goal. Let me rap now. Uh, Esau could care less that he could grow personally and morally and in his character. He had no vision of a brighter day for he and his family. He didn't care about his, his spiritual and mental development. He didn't care about, you know, becoming a Christ-like character. Not at all. If he would have come into this church and, and you know, which would have been out of character for him, and it would have been a, a sermon on, on, on finances or picking up pledges, he'd have never come back in. That's why, that's why I'm saying doormat. If he would have somehow been out of character and used the doormat to come in instead of the doormat to come out, and he'd have heard a sermon on pledges, he'd have probably never ever come back in. But oh man, all they want is your money. What a lie. That he's the kind of guy that would go for the lie right with fried, you know, with chopsticks. He'd eat fried ice cream with chopsticks. And that can't be done, but he'd go for it. Uh, profane kind of an individual. Uh, his dormant was made to live outside. Besides, he needed every red cent for his beans. You didn't get that one. I'm going to say it again. He didn't want to come in and be challenged to, to give to the kingdom of God because he needed every red cent for his pot of beans. It costs, man. Hey, hey, I got to get my beans. Uh, I got to get my fill, my bowl. Then, not only was Esau not interested in, in being, but he was not interested in doing as well. Uh, he didn't care what he was, but he didn't want to do stuff for others. Esau had no sense, as I mentioned this morning, of obligation. He had no sense of responsibility and of duty. He had no sense of conviction. Nothing existed for him that could compel him to service for others. And those, um, let me just, you know, the home guys. I told you this was going to be a down-home kind of a stuff. Uh, and I know that I'm preaching to everybody, but I've, somehow I feel compelled to the home here right now. Because I remember being in the home. I know what it takes. You can't be a runner. You have to have a sense of obligation. If you have children, forget about you. If you have a wife, forget about you. And if you have you, forget about you. crucified with Christ. It's, it's the best way to go. Amen. To live in for others. Esau didn't care about other people. Uh, he was as selfish as selfish could be. It's a terrible, terrible way to live a life. I've been to funerals with guys like that. 
man. Because I've had homeboys like that. Steve, he was your friend. Can you go do his funeral? Yes. And I'll drive five, six hours to get there, and I'm thinking about my friend. And I know how it's going to be. Someone's been with me some of these funerals. Gosh, what a sad excuse for a celebration of life. Because that's what it's supposed to be, a funeral. Celebrate a person's life. Just a little something here and there. But man, when, when you have a funeral, a lot of people come out to celebrate. She did this for me. He did this for me. Wow. Just the other day, we had a funeral here for Frank Ward. And I was in Los Angeles studying, and I'd keep calling. Is the funeral still going on? Yes. I call about a half hour later. Is the funeral still going on? Yes. Half hour later, is the funeral still going on? Yes. And for about an hour and a half, they told me they had a eulogy. They just kept talking about his life. He went through the men's home, and he lived for the Lord. They told me this place was packed, full, full, right here. Ah. Uh, because he chose to live for others. Uh, his children, one of his children is probably going to be beat Oscar de la Hoya. Hallelujah. He's a great boxer. <laughs> and he's supposed to be going to the Olympics. Uh, living for other people. Not just ourselves. But the word others was not in Esau's vocabulary. So what if the world was going to hell in a handbasket? He was even willing to give him the handbasket. Here. Go to hell. Man, uh, you want to be like Esau? It's, it's easy. Any animal can do it. Hmm? Even like I said, king's overqualified. Uh, you don't think about others. All you think about is yourself. Now, Esau simply was irreligious. He was not interested in the spiritual things. He was sensual, sensual and profane. His interests were outside the church. His life had no fences to keep him within the kingdom of God. Let me close with this. I've already told you we have a dog named King. Hmm? King, our dog. King enjoys playing with us. When we've been gone a long time, I mean, there he is. He can hear us. He's always listening. He knows all the cars. He's outside. Then he hears, ooh, especially when he hears the beep, beep. That's Josie locking her car. Oh, he knows it's Josie. And I'll admit, he loves her a whole lot more than he loves me. And he loves me pretty good. Pretty good. But he loves his mom. Uh, and it, but even me, who doesn't treat him all that kingly. Uh, but even me, he'll be like, because he loves to play. And then he knows we're gonna, he's going to get fed. There it is, food. Uh, and then when we go outside, he's, he's waiting to go outside. And then he go, when he goes outside, he just waits. He waits to see if we're going to come out so we can give him his, his bowl uh, and his water. And he's all happy. But he, you know what he really, really likes? When he comes in at night and everybody else goes to sleep except for the real king. I'm going to stitch on my battle self here. He knows. He's, just, he's waiting. 
He, he can already hear Josie going up the stairs. Uh, he can hear Valentina going to her Valentina principal room. Turn off the light. Then guess where he goes? The kitchen. He's not allowed in the kitchen. He has to be outside. Outside. He can't go in until we're really gone. But guess who's in the kitchen? Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. Uh, and I'm in there. And he's like, he knows. You got the. I have stopped feeding him. Now, but I didn't used to. Can I, I'm not going to even go there because when I go there, he goes someplace else too. Go someplace else too. Uh, so I don't do that, no. But I used to. Uh, and we're, he, he's like, and you know, uh, he, he sees that when he comes, ooh, baloney, uh, Or we had a big event, and you guys, people left something, he's like, he, he, he. like when he sees you guys coming over for parties, he knows. <laughs> he knows tonight is my night. <laughs> Go to sleep, mama. Uh, Val, get upstairs. Uh, ooh, Stephanie's here, we're having a party. You find in for partying this coming week for Val. Uh, but he waits for me. And then when I throw it to him, he's like, uh, But when somebody comes over and we're counseling with them and talking with them, he don't care. When I'm upstairs studying and getting into the prayer, he don't care. That doesn't move him. Ah. Uh, Get the picture? Any dog will do. And any dog can have his day. Because the Bible says, and I close with this, Hebrews 12, 17, afterward. After, doesn't it say that afterwards? Every dog will have his day. And the day will be one word, afterwards. Wow. Wow. Twenty. my birthright for a bowl of beans. Man. Afterwards. Everybody has their afterwards. Man, why did I do? I blew it. Why did I do that? He couldn't repent. I pray that you can. You can. Because you are not an animal. That's why I say, as long as you're breathing, there's hope. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. As every head is bowed.